0: Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Your hosts, Tom and Julie, talk about gardening, homesteading, and connecting with the land at their 10-acre farm in Wisconsin's Driftless area. It's time to learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day on the Small Scale Life Podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. we're back here with my good friend, Jay. It's been, he's Mr. Tactical. He's a guy I have had on the Small Scale Life podcast for years. We started with Jay and it's a good friend of mine from parts unknown, parts on the East Coast. And uh, we're talking about the back to the land movement. We're talking about gardening. We're talking about just being a little more self-sufficient and in this crazy chaotic world. So yeah, we are so you were talking about it's Tuesday and it's time to go grab stuff from the garden, go <laughs> grab stuff from your chicken coop. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: and yeah, and, that's know, I think, I yeah. think one of the things that uh, homesteaders and gardeners and all of us farmers fall into is we like to do all, the, we want to do all the things, you know, we want to, we want to have chickens and, and cows and, we're going to run the tractor out there and fix all that stuff and run the fence. And, in, and, and I think we're finding even here on Driftless Oaks farm that, Oh, we need, we might need to bring in an expert to do something. We might need to go buy something from a, a friend, right. A friend or a barter for something down the road. Cause they've got the chickens. I hear the rooster crowing every morning and maybe maybe they got extra eggs down there. So um, I think burnout is is something we always have to watch out for, but you know, you you can't have burnout if you don't even start. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I it was a tough adjustment for me. I've been in the school mindset for yep. so long that working full time and the thought of like dealing with, with drainage issues in our front yard for the better part of two weeks. Um, it was not appealing to me until I got out there and started shoveling. And the finished project, which or the product, the finished product, which you saw, uh, it's man, it it's just it's a good feeling, and it was it's very rewarding to see it come together. When you see it come together, it's it's the fruits of your labor are very very sweet. Yes, um, I yeah, and but but yeah, like you said, burnout's a very real thing. You have to understand that this isn't home and garden channel. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not property brothers or, um, you know, Magnolia. It's not going to happen in 30 minutes or even, even an hour. You have to split it up. You have to enjoy the progress. You have to enjoy the problem solving. You have to enjoy all of it because that's part of it. Mm
0: -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, And it can seem like in our situation where we have these overgrown flower gardens and overgrown everything and, you know, a house that needs some attention, it's like overwhelm, right? It's it's like project overload. So, you know, the thing that I have to remember, and I have to tell my lovely wife is how do you, eat, it's an old scout, scouting motto. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You got to finish one project at a time, get that done, move on to the next, get that done, move on to the next. You know, you can't eat the whole elephant in one gulp, you've got to break it down into smaller pieces. It's like any goal, right? you got to break that big goal, that BHAG, down into little pieces and attack those pieces. And, And you always underestimate where you're at in a week. No, you overestimate where you're at in a week and you underestimate where you're at in a year or six months or even 10 years. It's amazing when you actually look back and see how far you've come even in a short amount of time. So yeah,
1: hardest dollar to save to becoming a millionaire is the last dollar.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's, it's one of those situations where, you know, it takes a ton of effort. It takes a ton of effort and it takes trial and error and planning and research and reading and, you know, YouTube videos and asking friends and doing podcasts and listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. and you and you go out and you learn things and pick up things from people and the result is come harvest time yeah or even i mean just you know the kind of the way things are now with gardening hopefully throughout the year you're eating fresh vegetables and it's the irony of it is it's something that people take for granted Mm -hmm. right fresh tomatoes if you wanted in the dead of winter in Minnesota, how far do you have to go to get fresh tomatoes, like two tomatoes making, I don't know, something, doesn't matter, salad? <laughs>
0: how, do, how far do we have to go? Yeah. Um, well, you'd have to go, well, I mean, if you're growing it yourself, you have to have some climate controlled environment. You probably have to have a hy- hydroponic system that's heated. I mean, it's, yep. it's there's some investment there and there's some energy right.
1: there, right? Or you right. so, so, Yeah. So what about the grocery store? How long does that take, depending on the weather?
0: For us, it's going to be easily, probably to the nearest grocery store, a good 20 minutes. And go to like an Aldi, that's going to be like a 30 to 40 minute drive. Yeah.
1: So 20 minute drive, shut up and take my money. Thank you for the tomatoes. Now we have BLTs, right? Mm Mm-hmm the, the, the fruits of your labor, and this is going to be depressing for people that are just starting the fruits of your labor are going to be, well, why don't you just buy it at the store?
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's what, that's
1: what the naysayers are going to say to you. That's going to be their response. But what they don't understand is the time you spent with that tomato plant, the understanding determinant versus indeterminate, the types of tomatoes, Mm -hmm. what, you know, how to, how to prepare the soil, how, you know, how to really question what's going on in the world. When you get a late frost or two inches of snow at the beginning of May, it, like it it's you, you become more in touch with the world around you. Mm-hmm. And for some crazy reason, it makes you healthier. I just got back from a trip to Chicago mm-hmm. and it is oh, a well, city.
0: Chicago, Oh yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. It is a city through and through. Oh, yeah. you know.
0: And if you think about it, Chicago starts in Gary, Indiana, and stretches all the way up to Milwaukee, goes all the way out to Rochelle, and almost to Rockford, and down to Morris, Illinois. I mean, this is a huge, it's a huge um, regional center, regional capital of power, if you will. Um, Advertising and retail. And, and yep. the stock market, too, you know, and, and yeah. yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. And if you look at the way developments are being built, like where I live, we have farmland that is being sold off at record rates to developers and you'll get something. They always name it after what they tear down. Right. right? So they'll call it like the Oaks or something. So they'll put in 200 townhouse units on three acres and they'll call it the Oaks. Mm -hmm. And they'll sell those townhouses for an ungodly amount of money. And it's spreading outwards. Mm -hmm. It's like an infection, right? And I know this sounds a little dark, but as it spreads outwards, you can see the ripple effect of what's going on. And you see this constant stream of stimulation and lights and action and noise and all of that. And... Why not get back to or get away from it and try something different? Right. I tell people where I live, and they're like, Oh, you live way out there. Mm-hmm. What's well, way out there to you?
0: <laughs> For you.
1: <laughs> it's home to me. I pull yeah. in and I have a big sigh of relief. I can feel my blood pressure go up when I hit a certain point on the interstate. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I'm driving into work, I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel that the roads tighten up. That there's more cars, there's more people. There, yeah. you know, being out here, there is no traffic jam. Is literally us getting
0: stuck behind a tractor or a combine. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, or stopping. I hate here or turkey that's crossing the the road. <laughs> yeah,
1: I hate truck. Right, the, the yeah. white tails that cross yeah. my road in my neighborhood. Hopefully, there'll be one less this year <laughs> um, anyway <laughs> well no, I, and, people and, that are anti-hunter right I, right you
0: know. well i'm down here in south florida and uh yeah. this week and it is the concrete jungle i mean and, and i lived yeah. down here um in the mid 80s and uh they were just starting to plow under the, some of the everglades to build out uh, the far suburbs and this now i mean they're coming back through um and taking down houses and building up uh more condos and more high rises and and turning in turning out the uh more of the working class uh, first generation houses into into more of a multi-story multi-family multi-urban you know urban environment and it is the, the aggressive driving, the the pollution and the garbage everywhere. It is, it's amazing, you know, and, and here we are looking and wondering why people are getting hit by trains. Well, because this environment it kind of encourages it, frankly, you know, it's go, go, go. And it's not little,
1: little boxes on the hillside, right? (laughs) (laughs) Little
0: boxes (laughs) on the seaside, my friend. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and isn't, isn't South Florida still in the 1980s? I mean, I've been down there. It's, you know, the clothing, the, the, the paint, the color schemes the it's still the mid 80s there right all the well, neon colors it now, and, the,
0: and now it's starting to turn over and it's turning into uh, like every urban area where they take a block and they'll turn it into a massive uh, condo complex you know and uh, everybody gets their little hive their little cute right. hive, you know it's something else and uh you know i was sitting with some of my co-workers here and one guy was saying you know there's this project out in oakland in the iron triangle they call it where Where it's really bad, you know, I mean, sounds comfy, right? A lot of homeless, (laughs) a lot of crime. And this one guy, you know, it's always that one guy, this one guy took a homeless, his homeless camp and turned it into an urban farm in this, in this crime ridden destitute, just hellscape. He has turned it into a, a market garden with his own uh, free ranging chickens and his own kind of, I mean, it kind of looks like district nine, you know, tin shacks kind of stuff, but actually looks really nice. And he's growing his own orchard and he's just, he's made it into something, you know, and even in this hellscape, you can create something. So I guess that's my point is even if you live in an urban right. area like South Florida or Minneapolis or Washington, D.C. or San Francisco or Sacramento or, you know, Austin, Texas, you can create it on a postage stamp. You just have to have the vision and the guts and the balls to do it, you know, right. Do it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if, and if you're able to, if you're able to muster that,
1: right. If you're able to just start small, just, just get one, just get a grow light, just get a shop light and a little Mm -hmm. table and water it. You don't need something that pollinates and you can pull whatever off of it. Eh? Mm-hmm. You're in.
0: You're in. You started. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at the microgreen movement. All you need is a, a baker's rack with some grow lights on it, and you can grow uh, really healthy superfoods just like just like that. You're, you're yeah. in. It. You know, you don't need yeah. a big 10-acre, 1-acre, half-acre, quarter-acre plot. You can be in a 10-by-10 10 10 room. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, and that's, I mean, that's another thing too. I, he's obviously one of the bigger names in all this stuff, but Jack Spearco was the Mm -hmm. one that was kind of harping on the idea of you don't need, you don't need a hundred acres. Right. You are, you, one person, you are never going to manage a hundred acres. Yeah. Ever. It's not going to happen. Right. Yep. Three acres, three acres is a lot. Yeah. Three acres of usable land. Mm-hmm. is a lot right too. like half an acre mm-hmm. is uh, is a is all your spare time sure the workload load goes down but if you have if you're practicing animal husbandry if you're any of that stuff right you are full-time you're full-time yes. there's no two ways about it
0: right right and even with 10 acres uh the terrain and such i mean jack talks about um his three acre farm down in texas And there's, you know, areas he doesn't get to on his three acre farm. And I thought for years, I thought, man, you're full of it. How, how is that even possible? Man, you can get to, you can get to those corners, but now having 10 acres, I know for a fact that you don't, because I've got a back pasture, a lower and upper pasture. I got some backwoods, uh, some Eastern woods, some Western woods, some gullies. I don't, I don't get down in those spots. I don't get back there. I've got a massive tree. I got to clean up. I can't, I haven't gotten in there yet to do it, you know, and, uh, that's right. a, that's a project down the road, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm yeah. working on zone zero right now, right around the house and and maybe yeah. a little bit of zone one for where my garden's going to be. And that's about it. That's all I got capacity for right now. Cause it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking, what you're referring to for everybody is permaculture zones. And I know we have some permaculturists in the audience, but mm-hmm. it, I, it is true. It is a hundred percent true. If you're not, if you're not willing to spend the money on farm implements, Mm. even your, like your 10 acre plot, you're going to need a tractor. You're going to need a side-by-side. You're going to need, you know, like you could walk that. You could, you could walk that land. You could run all that stuff. You could do all that stuff that you want to do, but right away you'd have to quit your job. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to quit your job and take out a loan to support yourself,
0: right? Right, right. I mean, just to cut the grass with a push mower, yeah. it's not feasible. You got to have a ride. That was one of our first purchases was you're riding lawnmower, you know. And yeah. uh, and yeah. as time has gone by here, now we've got a little ATV that we call uh, Betty Boop, and we hook on <laughs> our new gorilla cart on it. You know, got to have a person, huh. right? And then, um, yeah. you know, the little Betty Boop with the with the gorilla cart. With a thousand, with 1200 pound capacity, man, we moved a ton of wood. We've moved a ton of stuff, uh, compost, all kinds of stuff with that thing. And it's just made life easier. Rather than pushing a wheelbarrow, you've got to have some. I mean, you don't have to, but it really does help make the work easier to have a couple tools and some tools in 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 your tool shed and in your garage you know and uh another one that i know you are using a lot is a chainsaw <laughs>
1: Oh, Oof. let me Oof. tell you yeah yeah right? yeah that with all that oak that got dropped on our property unfortunately we're we're getting some i don't know if it's beetle kill i, I call it beetle kill yeah you no know, we just have trees that are dying yeah. and
0: uh could be oak world too
1: yeah And, uh, so I have 40, 50, 60 foot oaks that are three feet, three and a half feet in diameter. Mm -hmm. Needed a, needed a bigger batter saw. Yeah. It's the, the, the two, there's no two ways about it. You have to have the right tool for the job. And I ended up buying, uh, Uh, steel oh Uh, yeah the cm is the i can't remember the the model number but cm is the the letters that come after it and it's the magnesium piston the magnesium piston that runs on the inside of it so it's a lot lighter yeah and it i mean it's their workhorses if you know how to take it and that that comes with a whole new set of skills right yep people don't know how to use the chainsaw people just your basic functions i'm not talking about getting up to like wrangler star level you -hmm. know wildland firefighter level cut man of chainsaw use but i'm talking about the basics how do you sharpen that chain right when you start to not be able to cut anymore do you know how to do that do you know what tools you need do you know what you're looking for do you know you know do you know the proper fuel mix you know how to tension it do you know how to clean it Mm -hmm. right So, so all of this stuff builds on everything else, and then from there, it's the the workload gets easier. But it's kind of like lifting weights you you purposefully bring more stuff into the fold that's going to benefit you, that's going to work for you, and make things easier. I understand not wanting to use modern technology, and there seems to be this idea of like your coffee is going to make itself. It's right. just going to up here on your couch or on your, on your countertop in your kitchen, you know, there's, gosh, I can't remember her name. Young lady that's on YouTube. She's got 2 million followers. Um, She lives in a cabin in Washington Hmm. and she says it's an off-grid cabin. Well, she has electricity and she has a well and she has, you know, outdoor (laughs) water and stuff and where she's at in Washington state. I know for a fact that her parents own a bunch of land. Sure. And they built this this cabin, and she lives in it, and she's learning all of these skills. Well, she's had to cut her own firewood. She's had mm-hmm. to learn to sharpen an axe and use you know get kindling going and learn how to start a fire. And it's a skill set and it's a return, like you said, it's a return to that back to the land thing yep. that certain people are naturally going to be attracted to that. yeah. Uh, yep. other people want to live in downtown Chicago,
0: right? right. They want to. They they like the food and they want to be down there. <laughs>
1: yeah. I like the food as well. I love deep dish pizza, but yeah. I would rather we sat out on the porch tonight and yeah. listened to the birds stop singing and watch right. the moon come up. And right. you know and that is talked about.
0: That's heaven to me, man. Right there.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's got their own thing. Yep. And people say silly things like, "I know which house I'm going to if it." if it gets real bad well like i said problems stop at my driveway so
0: (laughs) maybe odds be in your favor
1: (laughs) you can yeah you can interpret that any way you like but um you can interpret those problems and how they stop at the driveway but they stop at my driveway
0: i uh dang that guy he's a pretty smart dude so that, I mean, I got one question about your chainsaw before I let you go on to the next topic or the next yeah. thing you're gonna say. So how big is your bar?
1: Uh, I'm running a 24 inch bar. Right now. Oh, sucker!
0: Because I was gonna say yeah. I'll put my new 20 inch Husky up against your your uh, your new steel and we'll see how it does.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, you know what? I'll have to check. I'll have to check. It actually may be a 20 inch bar. I'll go look and I'll yeah. let you know. But yeah, we can we can have a saw off. I I I cool. actually run. I run a little hairy homeowner uh, Husky as well that I got. It's nice. a, I mean, it's a decent saw, but when you start to get into the $900, mm-hmm. $1,200 range of these saws, yep. there is a noticeable difference. Yeah, yeah. And man, are they fun. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. What's that? You want me to cut something? I'll be right back. Yeah, right. Hang on, I, Yeah, what do, do? what do you do? Wa- uh,
0: five things there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 I'll just keep going. You want me to yeah. keep limbing this tree? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah,
0: I know, and I have a feeling we're gonna have that conversation about tractors someday, real soon, too. You know, <laughs>
1: I I wouldn't doubt it. We put in a reserve on a on a Polaris, so we're we're waiting. It's a three. So look at it this way: something that you could go. I mean, I could go to Lowe's and buy their. I think it's called an Axis or something for ten grand, mm-hmm. but for another two thousand dollars, go get brand new polaris with a four-year warranty and do you know like you want the quality you want to spend the money on the quality Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it like we're getting side by side we're going to do a bunch of stuff with it yeah but you're probably right it's going to be that attractor because we're going to need to mow we're going to need to use the auger we're going to use the grading blade yep all that stuff Yep.
0: yep 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 that's exactly what we're looking at too and And even moving those big logs, right? I mean, how do you move a big uh, 30 inch log? Well, you got to have something with some more beef to put that sucker up. You know, I mean, two people that can't lift that big log, (laughs) you can't, you need a mechanical tool. So, you know, just the way it is, because there's some really great, I know you've got some really great timber there and we do too. And, you know, it'd be really great to move that and put it on a trailer and truck it over to a lumber mill. Amish yeah. or other and have it cut down into some beams or boards or something. It'd be really cool stuff, you know, and people do that. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. So, yeah, I,
1: yeah. And I, that, yeah. And that's another thing I'm looking at too, is a sawmill this year, I think. So we've been trying to make Christmas gifts for everybody every year. And I think this year, I think the Christmas gift is going to be that big Oak that's in the back. I think it's going to, I think I'm going to turn it into Lazy Susans for wow. people.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, you look at hobby stores or hardware stores and they've got the, you just screw that stuff on there. You just screw those, those pieces on there and, nice. you, you know treat the wood, you know, sand the wood down, treat the wood. And you keep the live edge if you want, but oh, yeah. just top and top and tail on it. And it, they usually just kind of work out so that the sizing is correct. And then from there, stain it and give it as a gift.
0: That's really cool, dude. Especially yeah. if you got, like a family crest, you put it right in the middle or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. You know, and like, I forget what it's called pyro is something. But, yeah, the art of like wood burning, oh, yeah, you know, you could like burn, you know, um you just burn that in and then seal it, but yeah, theres I mean, you know it once you once you <laughs> once you go down this road,
0: I know it just and, and it go. was
1: <clears throat> you know it was it was that book, it was C, John Seymour, it was the self-sufficient life and how to live it, and then you start to learn little things, like, oh, slugs don't like beer, well, there's slugs in the in the garden bed with uh with the broccoli. Mm I guess I'll have to dump some beer in that garden.
0: (laughs) I know a lot (laughs) of people. Not good beer. beer. They love beer. I don't know, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm the slug. I love beer. That's That's right. I love beer. Beer. Yeah, Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So how big, uh, we probably should have kicked it off with this, how big, like size, like 20 by 30, uh, 30 by 40. How big is this garden area that you created? And and let's just let's just walk people through it for a second before we run out of time again. But uh, you're living on the side of a mountain. And so you created a whole, is it a fairly level garden area? How big is this? And just describe the general project a little bit.
1: Yeah. So the, the garden bed at our last measurement was going to be about 80 by 70, right? Yeah. Um, we were talking about beer. So now I'm opening a beer. Yeah, um,
0: no, I'm out. So. So.
1: Kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah so um 80 by 70 and the we did it was very heavily it was heavy brush mm-hmm. right and thorns rock. it was and rock yep wine berries we live on the side of a mountain so it's going to be heavy acidic clay soil just junk right so mm-hmm. we did we we uh we rented a rented a skid steer we started kind of slash and burn type stuff we cleared a big platform filled it in with organic material rocks and you know just the clay soil built a huge platform put that uh dolomitic lime some other amendments in there to help try and bust that soil up didn't really have much luck with it but so we're getting topsoil dropped off because i'm i'm looking at about 160 plant starts and sunflowers that are four feet tall at this point Mm -hmm. so um, that being said,
0: it's the beauty the pro- of living in zone seven, I think, right? 7B or something like that, or six? Uh, six. Yeah. Six B. Yeah. yeah. So um
1: we we took the we took the galvanized watering tubs that we had and we um took the galvanized watering tubs that we have and moved them down there. We've got strawberries and blueberries in there. We're gonna be putting in two more blueberry plants with a Meyer lemon tree up top. So it uh, up in the front yard, that zone zero front yard is gonna be a little more aesthetically pleasing. Down below is gonna be all business, right? Good. It backs up to state forest land and it's got some private land in there too. just kind of, it's a weird mix of stuff. So black bear, white tail, okay. All all kinds of forest creatures. Yeah. And, um, so we cleared that. We started burning a lot of the wood. We burned it and buried it and just let that rot soak in the potash, all that, uh, phosphorus and potassium that's going to be in there. And then, uh, what we're doing is we're going to get that soil dropped off. We're going to transfer it down there and we're just going to start planting. We're going to lay things out. We're going to start planting. Um, we do have a blueprint for our planting, cool. how things are going to go. And then every season, we we the way we cleared the land, every season we're going to add on. Mm. So we have some pretty decent hills on every side of the platform for the garden right? And we're going to terrace those or make swales with those and put, you know, berry logs and all the Mm -hmm. other stuff and do kind of hoogle mounds on the side of the hill and then put vine crop, root crop, that that type of stuff, squash, zucchini, all those like bigger watermelon, pumpkin, (laughs) that type of thing. So every season is going to be an addition. And the goal is to do as much as we can every season, take notes, learn from it, add on, take notes, learn from it, and just repeat the process until we have, you know, over the winter this year, we're going to do, because we'd like to grow year round, Mm -hmm. we're probably going to do a greenhouse or a high tunnel of some sort in the front yard. Yeah.
0: So, And I've kind of come to that realization too, is that I need a greenhouse or tunnel <clears throat> for seedlings and then also start to get going in this in earlier in the year um a uh, CSA type farm urban farm well oh, not a market garden down the road um yeah. nice great folks they're putting up their third uh tunnel and they overwintered some cilantro spinach kale and one more thing too i think some uh, i think some onion and uh in our harsh wisconsin climate so good good turn farm that's their their csa uh market garden they had stuff early in the season because they did that they have those kind of facilities so i think it does help and i and just from all the stuff we were starting you know having um, some space to get those seedlings transplanted into bigger containers and get them ready for sale in the spring or for planting i mean that would be huge and it just it just I didn't have enough room in my little office and we needed more room. So yeah, it's just a reality, you know, once you go from 72 cell seed trays to containers, you need more room. So
1: yeah. And it, it's exponential too, yep. because you have 72 plants that need a home and they need yep. space and they need to develop roots and yep. tomatoes should be laid sideways. Yeah. So all, you can work on all those stem roots and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all stuff that's incremental. And hey, how do you, how do you, let me flip one to you then. How do you teach somebody who doesn't have any experience how to do this? How, how would you go about doing this? Would you put together a class? Yeah, would
0: so, you? So and that's a, that's a thing that's coming is a seed starting class. Uh, I've talked to one of our good friends uh, from down in Texas Mr. Michael Bell and put, yes, sir. Together. Cheers yeah. to Michael Bell. <laughs> Cheers to Michael Bell at Dallas half acre farms and put together kind of a seed starting propagation type class. And then, you know, cause there's a couple of pieces to it. It's getting the seeds to germinate. Then it's, you know, carry them through to ma- some quote unquote maturity, you know, think of the chicken and the egg thing. They come out their little chicks, but then they have to grow into a more mature bird. And we're doing that the same thing with our plants. And so to show that whole process, uh, but, you know, how do you do that in um, when you don't have a basement? I used to do this all in my basement. I don't have a basement anymore that I would trust to do this. So now I've got to figure out a different space to do this. And, uh, um, you know, again, with the grow lights and, and showing people, you don't need massive amounts of space, but you do need to have some space, you know, to, to transfer things and to uh, transplant things and get them to really start to grow. So yeah. Right. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. So yes, a class is going to be coming. Yes. Very nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like your, your site is going to be the spot to uh, learn some stuff. From. Well,
0: you know, it kind of comes back to what I've learned along the way after six, seven years of doing this is um, some of the early things that I was doing was probably the right path. And some of the things that we kind of got caught up along the way was a good diversion, good learning experience, but You know, really needs to get back to the land, if you will. (laughs) Some of
1: the stuff was like the Betamax of gardening,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was the Betamax of my learning how to use platforms and social media and everything too. So, (laughs) sure,
1: yeah, yeah. That I, I really think I, you know, I really think that the classes and that learning is going to be the crucial part of everything. I, you know, as you know, I'm working on that that project I have going on, which is, in short is medical preparedness for people. And it's just real simple, nothing fancy. But um, as you develop this stuff and as you start to see people that can take away things from your knowledge base, I I sort of feel like we've walked through this thing together because you started teaching me And then I started running with some stuff yeah. and started teaching you and it was like a back and forth exchange. Yeah. And now, you know, now you're, now you're interviewing all these famous people and it's well, incredible. I don't, that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought, I thought Amy Dingman's interview was really good. She was oh. She a lot of knowledge coming out of that lady. She seems awesome.
0: That was a really good art. That was a really good interview with her and focusing in on what's, what my passion is and what we're doing now, you know, this is what we're doing. And, uh, um, yeah, Amy's great person and we're going to have more of her, I hope on the show and more of other people that are doing this kind of thing because there's a lot of skills out there, a lot of knowledge, and we can tap that and learn. There's something to learn from everybody. So, Yeah. 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 Um, now we only have, we've got a few more minutes left before we run out of time again with this. I, sure. I use this next time. We'll do stream or something. That's <laughs> yeah. all right. Um, do you want to keep going or do we want to do another show in a few days on your, on the other piece the stuff you're working on, the special project? What do you want to do?
1: Yeah, we can do, we can do another show. I can put some stuff together and then you can, you can put like if those documents, yep. you can put those up on the website Cool. Those are, get people interested in them and see if they can use those as a, as kind of a, as like guide stones to get them to be a little more prepared to actually look at their medicine cabinet and, you know, stock right. store prepare. Mm-hmm. And be um, it. Yeah. 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 I, I think a big, I think a big thing, understanding what you use, understanding what you need and keeping extra and utilizing your extra resources financially to stock that stuff right whether it's food whether it's medicine whether it's community whether it's knowledge whether you know
0: it's a big deal
1: it's a big deal because you never know when you're going to need it
0: and i think community is a force force multiplier it can be it can be a detriment but it also can be a force multiplier where you're able to you know utilize other resources along with yours so if, if you're right. right people right right people right so as we right. wind down here mr j uh, mr tactical where can we find you where i mean where can we track your journey are you just going to be on our show is that where you're going to be how can we find
1: you you, you can't you can't, you can't. Nice. i'm that. a i'm a i'm a riddle wrapped in an enigma surrounded by a specter no um i actually i actually may start penning some articles that oh. might appear on uh small scale life yeah i yeah, there might be some articles that pop up relatively soon, and then I'll, I will we'll have another episode out here shortly, and you yep. can split those up as you see fit. But really, really, what? Yeah, really, it's uh, it's going to be a busy season this year, and the pressure's ratcheted up a little bit because of all the political stuff going on. But right. in truth, it's not. Nothing's really changed. Right. You might you might have to wait a couple extra weeks to get something. Right, but I know, think the, I think plan ahead.
0: Yeah. Plan ahead and have fun. That's Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on, Jay. I do appreciate it, my friend. My pleasure. Awesome, dude.
1: Thank you for having me. It's good to be back.
0: It's it's
1: good to be back! <laughs> it's good to be back! Yeah, it's cool, awesome. Man.
0: In closing, from the north to the south, from the east to the west, and everywhere in between, may the gods, spirits, and folk be blessed at this place. May we heal the land and protect the soil animals and plants May we live in strength and love leading the way as we learn do grow and be a little better every day this is tom from the small scale life podcast we'll be back with another show in the meantime stay safe and take care everybody This has been a production of Small Scale Life Media. Let it grow, let it grow. I can see all the veggies growing for me. So let it grow, let it grow. The cold never bothered me anyway.